Welcome to the Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. We're so excited as we discuss what it looks like to live the radical Christian life, following Jesus no matter the call, no matter the cost. Yeah, so let's get to it. Well, happy day to you. Glad you're joining us on another podcast, and we're continuing on the series of Keys to a Blessed Marriage. It's uh, actually a two-part, so we're going to finish up today. Hopefully, we always have that aim, but we can talk. And uh, it, yeah, I'm, and you're raring to go. You were up at 6. You had some women coming over at 6.15 I for discipleship at the house, and uh, yeah. I ran away and went and worked out so yeah. I could hide. And uh, Yeah, but that's impressive. So you're wound up. So uh, Yeah, well, I was actually up before 6. It takes me a little while to work it. Yeah, they showed up at <laughs> to, uh, 6, 15, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great, great. Yeah. I love it. So I'm, anyways, I'm you, all charged you up. ready to go? Ready to go. Good. Uh, well, let's let's do a, well, actually, I read this the other day, and I, I like this. There are two kinds of people at parties, those who want to go home early and those who want to be the last one in the place. The trouble is they're usually married to each other. <laughs> I just reminded you, opposites attract, uh, remember. So if something your spouse does, it's because they're opposite of you, and you yeah. need to embrace that. And at some point, you liked it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you might want to relive those yeah, days. the famous uh, opposites attract and opposites, opposites attack. attack. Yeah. yeah. So what do we? Yeah. what's our response always when you do something or I do something um, that's opposite of what we do? What do we remind ourselves? Um, I, I tell you off. <laughs> <laughs> that is not <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. I think in my brain, yeah, yeah. if one, if both of us were the same, one of us wouldn't be necessary. Yeah, so that's a great so, saying we teach all couples. And, and I don't tell you, him off, so yeah, just, yeah. just for clarification. That was pretty funny. But yeah. I hope you, uh, you get that. You've heard that on this podcast a dozen times at least. If both of us were the same, one of us wouldn't be necessary. It's a great reminder to yeah. help that we need yeah. to embrace our differences. So. Yes. Okay. So last week we went off on a tangent, uh, <laughs> which was good because we only got through one of the four keys <laughs> yeah. that we do in our seminars on marriage. And the first one was know who you represent. Mm -hmm. so you want to talk mm -hmm. about that for a second? Well, it's just we went into Ephesians five and we don't need to you can listen if you want to review but we're just doing this for the sake of moving into our next points husbands be as christ and love your wives wives be as the church and submit to your husbands respect them you know we it's it's a it's a twofold thing yeah. isn't it so i i want to do a little teaching for our listeners we talk a lot about being spirit-led in the church Christians talk about, you know, the Holy Spirit, I'm, you know, the Spirit led me to do this, or I felt led, and we talk about, and that comes right out of, uh, um, but if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law, Galatians 5, 18, walk by the Spirit, and you're not fulfilling the desires of the flesh. So we talk about this. Last week, I think we really had a, a Spirit-led moment, and we and we ran with it. Uh, I didn't really make a big deal about it during the podcast, but when you said that phrase, you you brought up something about, you know, needs versus wants. Mm -hmm. And I didn't go back and listen to it to, to try and clarify exactly what you said. But I remember at that moment, it sparked something. And in fact, if you hear in the podcast, then we start talking a lot about, are you working for needs and wants and how? And that became kind of a dominant theme in our podcast. Yes. And that's because, and I don't want to sit here and like I'm hyper-spiritualizing. We said that, I said that word about three times last <laughs> time, hyper-spiritual. But I really felt something in my gut, in my heart I believe the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. So when I have these moments, I'm like, mm -hmm. ooh, the Spirit. And that's why we talked about it. I thought it was one of our There's greatest podcasts. If, if for couples, who, there are so many couples who are stressed out. 
Yeah. And if they listen to that podcast and rethink why are they doing what they're doing, are they working for needs or wants, it will change your lives. Yes. And I think that was a real spirit-led moment. So I was super excited. So hopefully we'll have some more, but you can't manufacture it. We'll no. just do what we're supposed to do. But when the Lord moves you to say something or yeah. do something, yeah. I, I wrote a uh, I wrote an email this morning to a, a, some missionaries that the Lord, I was in my prayer closet. And I just felt like, and I'm like, Lord, do I really need to say that? And they're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk to them about it. And yeah, it was a good word that they yeah. needed here. So anyways, that's what means by being spirit led. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyways, okay. How's that for a thing? I, yeah. Do you want to help was, me get that, back on that's track? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, now that we understand knowing who you represent, you always represent God in everything that you do. Um, that's the mind component. But we, we promised that we would give you some, um, what we call yes, but how things. And that's our YBH. Yes. Yes, so, but how? Like so let's go to our second parts. point, second key. So we got our first key, know yep. who you represent, Christ second and his is church. have good communication. Yeah. I don't think that we can over-talk this yeah. because it is the number one issue. Yes. It really is. Because every marriage book says it. Every, yes. yes. And it's the umbrella of which all things fall under. Yeah. So our main verse on this, which we love, and it's one of our favorite verses. We have lots of favorite verses. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who live it will eat its fruit. Yeah, that's the positive one. The the the, the more gut punch one is the yeah. words of Jesus himself who said, yeah, yeah. for by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. Mm. Matthew 12, 37. Yeah, yeah. Jesus has said hard words. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so the YBH of that would be, okay, how do I do that? What does that look like? This was transformational in our lives. We're not going to spend a massive amount of time on it because we have this in other podcasts. But number one, speak words of life. Yeah. Like it, it, it's kind of simple and it's really hard <laughs> and we get that. But, you know, are you encouraging? Yeah. Are you building up or are you tearing down? You know, Ephesians 4.29 says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for the building up as it fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. I used to have a mentor that called those rotten potato words. Yeah. I love that because if you've ever smelled a rotten potato, yeah. there it's it's nasty. nasty. It's yeah. nasty. That's, and, and that's the thing. Like, are we are we doing that? Yeah. Mine is uh, Proverbs fifteen one. It's a great memory verse. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Uh, we had our we had a little tiff the other day, and uh, actually, it could have been in a fight. It really could. You were mad at me if, for making a decision. I was mad been, at me. Yeah, yeah, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, and I was that. mad as a hornet. My back stiffened up, and <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. Your face was resolute. Yeah. Every <laughs> Men, we love when our wives tell us what to do, right? I mean, that's how it is. I mean, we, you had a right to say what you did, but I didn't receive it very well. And literally... Literally, that you know, this verse, just idea of okay, Doug, don't snap back. I wanted to be so snarky, and you know, then would have just turned into a fight mm-hmm. and that. And um, I was very proud of myself. Yes, okay, I and was hopefully proud of in a righteous too. way. Yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. Well, neither of us were right or wrong in the moment of no. what needed to be said. Yeah, I, I don't think I hopefully didn't come at you in a bad way, but it was the component. There was a, a, a little bit of a heart issue that we needed to talk about. And we were, and we both, we both felt pretty strong about it. So, you know, it is that, that moment we have learned this in our marriage. If there's a, a lot of passion behind it, we try to take that step back. Yeah. 
And yeah. we, we did. We talked. Well, that used to be <laughs> early in our marriage. That would have been maybe we would have come back to it the next day. Yeah. This took us about 10 minutes. Yeah. And then yeah. we were like, all right, okay. let's, Let let's me explain talk about where this. I'm coming from and what you're yeah. doing, thinking. And stuff. Yeah. 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 But it really comes down to you build up your spouse or you tear them down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, what what do you say about your spouse when they're not around? Yeah. What are you saying to your friends? Oh, yeah. The old lady's calling. You know, I mean, you just talk like my husband doesn't do anything yeah. around the house. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not just to them, but it's about them. Yeah. Um, you know, I use this terminology, uh, loyalty to the absent. That's a are great we, phrase. Are we loyal to Say, the people that are not yeah. in the room with us? Say it again. Loyalty to the absent. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think we all fall short of that. So when we talk about this, we're not coming from an ivory tower. Um, we've had many years behind us. And I'm thankful for the people who inv have invested in us that helped us be where we are today. And so that's what our goal is with you. You can start. The great thing about Words of Life, you can make a change today. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. And people know not to tear down their spouse in front of us. Yeah. Because we will confront it. And you should confront it too when you hear in a good way. When I say conf confrontation is not a bad thing. The Bible literally says all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for what? For teaching and for training in righteousness. Those are the bookends. We like that. Yeah, use the Bible to teach. Use the Bible to train. But it also says for reproof or rebuking and for correction. Yeah. You know, and you, hey, wait a minute. The Bible says we're supposed to build each other up. Why are you talking down your spouse? Right. Man, it's an awkward moment. I get it. it it's an, But if, if if they're a fool, they're going to get mad or it's going to come back on you. And, and that, if they're a scoffer, they're, it says don't rebuke a scoffer, it'll come back on you. But if they're, rebuke a wise man and he will love you, it says in mm -hmm. Proverbs. So you have to do that because you're trying to help people see a, maybe a blind spot of yeah. Um, yeah. how they talk about their spouse. Yeah. And so, you know, speak words of life, encourage, uplift, make that be the cornerstone and the and the biggest thing you do in your yeah. marriage you had a great moment uh, you said at the uh, this this morning we were talking about this uh, getting ready to do the podcast you talk about words of life um how do you say it? they're not just it doesn't mean that doesn't mean there's not hard words yeah yeah so, it doesn't mean yeah, there aren't realistic words yeah it, i i think that's the thing is we just think it's like oh it's just wonderful everything's great no it's it's it, it I is love that <laughs> Yeah, we were at, actually, we had a marriage, there was a, our church. I love our church because our church really invests in marriage. Our yes. church believes in marriage. They had a staff uh, marriage night mm -hmm. where they really made it nice. And yeah. they had some speaker come in. We always laugh like, okay, what's this guy going to tell me after 42 years? But it was <laughs> like, I'm critiquing it. Going like, well, you could have done that. Yeah, but anyway, it's kind of funny. Um, but uh, what, where, where was I going with that? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Oh, uh, night, know. words of life, yeah. something. I have no idea. I, that's usually <laughs> wow. me. Wow. I'm like so happy this just happened because usually, no offense, it <laughs> sounded so bad. I do that all the time. I get lost in something. I never, I rarely see you do that. Yeah. So um, I don't know, but we, they yes. did invest, our church does yes, invest best. in marriages. Yes, but. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Well, to go one back of the to what things that they did, um, which was great, is like looking in your spouse's eyes. Yes. And in that, and it's hard to say like like words of death when you're yes. looking in somebody's yeah. eyes. But, you know, it really does. Like, it's okay to speak truth. Uh, when you don't speak truth, that's not actually loving Yeah, yeah. in that way. It yeah. really isn't. Yeah. So sometimes you have to say the hard words. Yes. Sometimes you have to confront 
rebuke or even your own spouse for like, no, that, that's not, that's not right. But do it in yeah. love. That's yeah. why the Bible, Bible, I love the Bible always proves true. Yes. Ephesians, speaking the truth in love. Yes. It's well, such a good word. And, and let me give you just a real practical thing. This is like a marriage one-on-one counseling thing. And, it, you know, don't come at somebody. You always, yeah. <laughs> you always leave your clothes on the oh, ground. That's what it was. That's what it was. Somebody mentioned about throwing their clothes on the ground and not throwing it in the basket. Oh yeah. And yeah, I looked around and the room, couples start looking at each other. <laughs> yeah. I guess people actually do that. I thought yeah. it was kind of a joke, but people were looking at each other around the room <laughs> like their other, you know, their spouse like that. You who doesn't put their clothes in the hamper? Who throws them on the ground? If that's you, please write me and I will pray over you. I just, yeah, I thought, that, okay, that's, that's, that's basic 101 of like, don't be a pig, okay? Don't be, a, don't live in a pigsty. Put your clothes in the hamper. But of course, I guess I'm, that's I'm an extremely is. convicted in this moment because of my coffee cup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because well, you find my coffee no, cup no, all over the place. No, we had a great moment the other day. We had a great couple over with their little daughter and um, you love to leave your shoes kind of just, on the floor, the girl stumbled over her shoes, and I was I like, "Look at even kids are stumbling now." Over this. <laughs> but I said it in love, right? Okay, yeah, so, well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, but no. anyways, we're having fun. But that does no. mean sometimes you have to say the hard word, yeah. and uh, yeah. but just do it. Build in love. up, build up. Yeah, and it's not just speaking. What's the other key of good communication? Of course, listening. Yeah, you have to listen. Yes, and it's a two-way street. Yeah, it really is. It's a two-way street. We, we were we yeah. were at a, a function last night, an alumni thing um, that we went to f- for. Uh, Don't say the name because yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was it was pretty rough. It but was, other than that, we don't usually do those things. I didn't want to do men, it. Men, I, listen I made, to your wives sometimes because <laughs> my wife got me so riled up that I just got <laughs> okay. We're leaving. We just got walked out. <laughs> just literally, everyone just said we just. It was so boring and bad. Bad enough you want to ask me for my money, but you're going to bore me to get my money. No, it wasn't worth it. Paul's like, let's go. And I'm like, no, we're going to just cut yeah, it out. No, let's go. And I'm like, okay, let's go. We just got <laughs> so did it kindly. Yeah. Um, I yeah. listened to my spouse. See, I listened. That's the key. Of course, the joke of this is I didn't want to go from the beginning. <laughs> this was one Should have listened those. to you even before. That's what I did. I should have listened to before. Well, but. boy, that was a rabbit trail right there. But the point that, that I was going to make was we were seated to near some people and all they did was talk about themselves literally what they had done in their whole career what is this the one gentleman next to me finally said after he talked for 20 or 25 minutes and didn't even ask us a question or anything um said yeah i I talk too much and and doug and i looked at each other and we we, winked at me at that moment yeah, yeah and we talked about it in that if if you say that yeah. yeah, yeah, you might want to stop and listen. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it just remind me: Are you that person in your marriage? Mm. You're always talking. It's date night. You know, you sit down, and your spouse has to go. Okay, I got to endure twenty minutes of just verbal. Bah, 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 bah. It ask questions to each other. Yeah. Yes, it's okay to talk, but do you stop and do you ask questions? Yeah. Jesus was a great person, a great example of asking questions. Even when they were asking, um, you know, confronting him and stuff like that, instead of giving answers, he'd ask questions to draw mm-hmm. out what they're thinking, to draw. If you want to be great at communication, be a good questioner. Yeah. I have learned that art because, boy, if you would have known me back in my teenage years and especially in my early 20s, I talked a lot, a lot. I dominate conversation. I was that guy sometimes who talked too much and, 
and you would roll your eyes at me and I'd be running on and on. <laughs> and then what I had to learn, and I did, I'd studied Jesus and I, I, I think I, there's a book out there about G- the learning how to ask questions like Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know. I have to look it up. But yeah, yeah, but anyways, learn well, to ask questions and that helps you listen. It, it really does. And um, we, you know, we always try to base our, our ideas or our points off the scripture. And James 1, 19 is great on this. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak and slow to anger. Mm. I love that. But I would even say, I want to just give another YBH with this. Um, yes, but how? I, I'm pretty wordy myself, and there's times where we're talking, and I can tell I've lost your attention. Yeah. And there are times, like, it, it becomes a joke, like, hello, are you listening here? <laughs> I'm making eye contact. But, there, you know, these go both ways. Yeah. You know, in that component of, I think, for me, loving you is sometimes thinking, okay, he, he I, I just put way too much on him. And so I have to be aware the details. Of this. I get lost in things when you're going to do, you and do. then I'll be loving enough to just say the bottom line, help me here. Uh, you know, I'm listening, but what's the bottom line or what are you trying right. to communicate? And I'm not offended I'm, by that. Yeah. Early in my marriage. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. probably would have been offended by that, yeah. but you know, we've realized like that helps in our communication. Yeah. Just, you know, cause it's again, it's honesty. I just talked it about is. this the other day with my disciples. God hates lying. Just don't lie. Just be honest with one another. Just do it in love. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. We got two down. Let's Great. do the next one. Number three, serve one another. Serve one We've another. We said it before. You can't outserve each other. That's why on our dinner dining room table, there are two large wooden donkeys um, representing servanthood. Yep. Nobody has a prized donkey. Donkeys are servants. They're a symbol of servanthood and uh yeah, because, and this is our verse for serving beyond borders, yeah. which you know, it's not just about outside of our home; it's inside of our home. Because you know what? If you can't practice it inside of your home, then you're a hypocrite. Yeah. If you try to you, practice, you know, I it changed outside. that. You know, I I did that. Well, oh, go ahead, read the verse. Okay, Mark ten forty five. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So on the bottom of Serving Beyond Borders letterhead, we have, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, dot, 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 Mark 10, 45. And then we have a little donkey, Uh our little donkey. Well, I took that off on some of them because I realized when I'm sending to government officials, and things I'm like, I don't really think that's, <laughs> I, yeah. So I have the donkey out. Sometimes I'll send it, but sometimes I realized, okay, we don't need to be completely weird. <laughs> like, Why is there a donkey here? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's uh, funny. I, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. So what's your symbol? What are you going to do to remind yourself that you're, you're there to serve your yeah. spouse, not to get your needs yeah. met. Cause when you give your life, that's when you find it. When yeah. you give yourself to serve your spouse, that's when you find your needs met. Right. Well, that well, sounds so backwards, Doug. Yeah, the kingdom's upside down. The kingdom well, is literally upside down. It is, from the and world. I and I've had I've had women say this to me: is yeah, that sounds great, but my husband doesn't serve me. Yeah. You know, or the, or I can just I I'm the one who always gives, and I you know I think yes, that is true. If we're doing it just to get back something, then we're not actually doing it with the right motivation. Yeah. We're doing it for Jesus. Yeah. It's it goes back to our first point: who do yeah. I represent? Yeah, you know, yes, we say that you can't outserve, and and that's true. You you would hope that the other spouse would catch that, yeah, but that actually isn't always, what we're doing. Yeah, 
We're doing it because we love Christ. Yeah. And he is yeah. the foundation that we do that out of. Yeah. So here's a gut check. Uh, I love this little story of um, how would your spouse react if you served them or did, you know, the acts of kindness or, and loved on them. I like the story of a husband never showed love to his wife. So one day he decided to buy flowers. He rung the doorbell and his wife opened the door, saw the flowers, and as he, as he presented them to her, and she flew into a rage. Great. This is just great. First, the kids get up late and miss the bus. I drive them to school as they fight in the back seat. I come home and burn my favorite outfit with the iron. My house is a total mess when who should show up at the town gossip. I burn tonight's dinner, and now my husband comes home drunk. <laughs> is that how your spouse would react <laughs> when you do an act of kindness? When you mm. serve them, uh, then you probably, you've, it's gone, you've gone too long. Yeah. <laughs> that's the point of that joke. But, yeah. but so what's some, what's some YBHs here? What's some, how, how are we going to serve well, one another? I think you just do the little things without announcing it. You know, it's not always the big acts. Mm. Um, I grew up in a home where um, my, both my father and my mother did not grow up. Their, their fathers had died. And so they grew up in a, in a single parent home for a period of time. And I, I think in a lot of ways, neither of them knew how to do some of these things. And so in, in my growing up years, it was the big thing. Like if it was Valentine's day, my dad would buy my mom a fur coat. Like literally there would be like the big gesture, but there was never the small gestures. And so, you know, I think in marriages, you kind of understand that. I remember when our, one of our sons was married and, you know, birthdays were celebrated in our house, but they weren't the big thing that it was to one of our daughter-in-laws. And so I remember having the conversation with my son and said, you know, if it's important to her, then it's important to her. Yeah. So, you know, figure out how that looks like and what that looks like. Only a couple can know what this looks like for them. Yeah, yeah. But most couples fall into their roles. Like one will do the dishes, one will do the laundry, yes. one will do this. One. What's fun is in serving, just cross that. Don't announce it. Honey, I'm going to do the dishes tonight. Are you proud of me? You know, you know yeah. uh, like you do the laundry. Sometimes I'll I'm just like, cr- what do you want? You want a cookie? Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay, great. Yeah, that, that's one of our. Does that come from a movie or somewhere? It we did. Got there. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. What do you remember. want? A cookie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a comedian. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Hopefully, it wasn't a bad movie. We just <laughs> yeah, I know. I, yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, I mean, so practical example of like you usually do the laundry, mm-hmm. and but I'll sometimes grab them out of the dryer and fold them because I can do that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not sure how. I get the right <laughs> amount of detergent, and I always mess that up. So yeah, so um, yeah, don't. It, so all that to say, it's the little things that count. You yeah. can do a grand gesture, yeah. but if you aren't doing the little things in a relationship that mean love to another person, um, that that's huge. Oh, yeah. So great. Okay, so let's review. Know who you represent. Okay, that's the, in your mind, it's like, wait a minute, I'm representing Christ. I'm representing his church. Mm-hmm. That should affect how you're going to go, how you're going to live your marriage. Second, then, is uh, good communication. Have good communication. You know, speak words of life, build one another up, and then listen. Mm-hmm. That's key. Then third, serve one another. Do the little things. Yeah. And then fourth? Have life-giving friends and family. Oh, yeah. So surround yourself. I guess we should maybe say surround yeah. yourselves. We always say this to teenagers. This is a big thing you say around teenagers. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we would say, show us your friends and sh- we'll show you your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. If you're, you're, if you're hanging out with people, 
I have a story in my family. I don't know if I should. Yeah, I want to be careful. Yeah, uh, how do I want to say this? Um, if you're a man and you're hanging out with people who are not pro-marriage, they are not building you up in your marriage, but they're like trying to take you away. Why are you going home? Let's go out. No, you don't need to, you know, and they're just always pushing on you. And that's your friends. There's a chance you're going to start listening to them. You have a fight with your wife. Yeah, why would I want to go home tonight? I'll go out with the guys. We'll go do our thing. And that will start tearing down in your marriage. Mm -hmm. You're hanging around people who are tearing down your marriage. Good luck. That's all we want to say. We've actually removed some friends from our lives who are not healthy for us. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah. So that's just, I know that's, that's controversial. Maybe, maybe not. No, I don't think it is actually. I, I don't know why I'm being so. I think the difficulty in this is what about people that you can't mm -hmm. do that? Like what if you have family, you know, friends are a little different. You can choose your friends, you know, family, maybe not so much, but you know, the component is, um, what I would say in this case is lessening your uh, connection with yeah. them. Like, okay, you can't maybe not go to family functions or things like that, you know, and we get that. But is that is that the primary people in your life that are speaking into your marriage? Yeah. yeah. Um, Would you agree with me with that? Yeah, I wasn't really listening. I'm, I'm actually having a... <laughs> Wow. Well, at least you're honest. He doesn't know what I said. I'm actually but that's having okay. a moment over here because this is a flashback from when I was a kid mm. because a person confronted a family member for tearing apart their house mm. because they were always taking her husband away mm. from her. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a wild memory I'm having right now. Mm. And I'm being vulnerable on the air. And I've never really kind of do that. I'm a more stoic guy. But yeah, it's just bringing out some emotions. Maybe that's why I hate it so much. That's why I probably remove those kind of people from me because I saw it. I saw it in action as a kid of how one person helped rip another marriage apart. Mm. So I don't want those people in my lives. I don't want those people ever. I don't ever want to be around somebody who tears you down or speaks bad at you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember we talked about it in the podcast. I confronted your father when he said bad words to you. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, she's my wife now. And so anyways, that... I'm just having a moment. So sorry. I bet you <laughs> no. said something really good though. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away. I did. I'm going to go over and incredible. cry for a moment, wipe yeah. my tears away, and then <laughs> you can right. come back. So. Well, this really does come out of 1 Corinthians 5, 6. The, you, you, if, when I read this, you guys are going to exactly know what I've said because you heard it a million times. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Sorry. It's kind oh. of messed up the way it's written there. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I like First Corinthians. Let me read the one first. You said First Corinthians five six. That actually says your boasting is not good. Mm. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Mm. Just mm. a little negative words coming from a family member or friends into your mind can start messing, start ruining your whole thoughts about your spouse. Yeah, you know, and that kind of thing. And uh, yeah. yeah, but then do not be to see bad company corrupts good morals. Yeah. It's just a biblical principle. Yeah. And the YBH for this is, do you stand up for your spouse? Yeah. Do you allow other people to speak words of death over them? I think in many ways, this is usually family. Yeah. I, I might be wrong in that, but I think that usually comes out in the family relationships. That was another thing we happened last night. Oh, sorry. I'm kidding. No, go ahead. That guy's like, oh, my mother-in-law was, you, you said my name's oh. Paula. And guy goes, oh, my mother-in-law's name was Paula. And then when he says, well, I'm going to like you anyways. Yeah. I won't hold it against yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always cracks on. The, uh, it's but, always the mother-in-law. Now that I'm a mother-in-law, I'm uh, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing is, 
how many mothers are saying to their complaining to their daughters about their husbands yeah. and their daughters are complaining to their mothers about their husbands yeah. and stuff. So that, yeah. so now there's a natural rift between the husband and the mother-in-law because of that. Right. No, no. You always stay. If your mother's tearing down your husband in front of you, you get your cat claws out and like, <laughs> no mom, this is my husband. We're not going to talk about him like that. And same thing for the men, yeah. you know, a lot of, you know, those men who are real close to their mothers and their mothers yeah. don't like it because now their, their, their son is being taken away from them. So they start trashing the, the wife and stuff like good son is like, no, no, no. Of course, I told my mom the other day. I told my mom. No, that was a while ago. Was she trashing me? No, but she was going to say something. If you cut your, you know, she let my mom oh, like doesn't gosh. like like a longer hair on women, and I was like, "Mom, I love you, but literally, I will break relationships if you try to talk Paul into cutting her hair because I love your hair long." So, anyway, so she's older. I stuck. A, we, we give her a, a pass on things. She's in her nineties. Hey, she would walk two miles on her ninety third birthday. That's wow. pretty impressive. So she can complain about. It. <laughs> long hair <laughs> i don't that know that weird. that's the we best. love you mom if you're listening so <laughs> yeah. anyways she's not it. no she doesn't know how to run podcasts <laughs> get away with oh, it yeah. no. i love your mom she's yeah. great so anyways uh words of life there we go <laughs> yes <laughs> but but that's it it's really i i uh, how did it go we don't want you to overanalyze your marriage. Yeah. That's why we don't, there's not 12 things you need to do. There's just four things we say. D- number one is just, though, if I literally think I represent Christ and you really think I represent the church, it's that, gonna, that's a game changer. It's going to make me different. Yeah. And it should. should've, and the three ways it can affect you then is have good communication, serve one another and stand up for one another and have good life giving family and friends surrounding you so that we can do life together yeah. in a positive way. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I was reading about don't overanalyze your marriage. That so many people like they run to seminars, they run to this, they run to that, run to books, and that's okay. But it's like it's like taking a plant and uprooting it and inspecting its roots. You know, pulling it out and looking at its roots and trying to replant it and mm. then pulling it out again and it's gonna die. Mm, mm. You know, you're like my marriage isn't good enough. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Yeah. And do the little things. Yeah. Uh, you want to read this story? I do. But it, before we do that, I want to just say something because I think that what can be missing in these areas can be the mentoring component. If you see a couple that seems to have a good marriage, you yeah. know, ask them out, ask them over, take yeah. them out for coffee, yeah. say, hey, what, what, what worked in your marriage? We are very, very quick to run to outside sources for things. Yeah. yeah. And most of us, well, maybe, maybe this is an overstatement. Most of us probably have somebody in our life, in our church, in something where it's, um, where, where you see something in someone that you like. Yeah. And we've actually learned, I mean, we've learned more of this from watching other, other couples' marriages. Yeah. Yeah. A counselor only sees you for one hour and they're getting paid to see you. They're just it's a fact, okay? So they can give you some advice and stuff like that. I call it a paid friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. But, but a good friend or a good mentor or a couple and stuff who's hanging out with you, seeing you in action, seeing how you are when around the house and how you talk to each other when you're out for dinner and those kind of things, they can be a game changer if you listen to them. Yeah. 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 So that's good. So, okay, let's sum it up. I like this little story, so I'm going to let you read it, and then if you want to close it out or I'll close it out. Okay, we'll great. Back in the day, the space shuttle Discovery was grounded, not by technical difficulties or lack of government funding, but by woodpeckers. (laughs) Yellow-shafted flicker woodpeckers 
found the insulating foam on the shuttle's external fuel tank irresistible material for pecking. The foam is critical to the shuttle's performance. Without it, ice forms on the tank when it is filled with so super cold fuel, ice that can break free during liftoff and damage the giant spacecraft. The shuttle was grounded until damage was repaired. Marriages are frequently damaged, not by the big things, infidelity or abuse or abandonment, but by the little things. Criticism, lack of respect, and taking each other for granted peck away at the relationship and keep us from reaching the heights. So do the little things. Don't, it's not the grand gestures. It's the little thing. Represent Christ and his church well. Speak life into your spouse. Serve them and have life-giving friends around you to help you run this race so that your marriage truly is the mystery that represents Christ and his church. Thanks for listening to The Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. I think it's at this time we're supposed to do some pitch like hit the subscribe button or donate. But we just want to say, do what you want. We trust way more in the sovereignty of God than in the Christian industrial marketing complex. You just keep living radical for Jesus, and so will we. And let's watch how he blesses us all. We'll see you next time.